It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yes, good evening. This is Red Friday on North Sound 1 and it's a massive game for the Dons tomorrow in the shape of the Scottish Cup quarterfinal. It's an unusual kickoff time. Saturday at 7.20 and Don's boss Derek McInnes knows it's going to be a tough match Cup games are always pressure games Cup games are always like I say this could be my first year as manager I knew the importance of Cups to Aberdeen because we knew that we we weren't in a position where we could compete for the league so we know that Aberdeen supporters had seen other teams win Cups and do well in Cups and said why not us um, we have been in more finals we've, we've done better than any other team in the last seven years out of Celtic we've put ourselves forward put ourselves into position we've been a good cup team and it's important we continue to try and be that so you know, the standard's been set although we've only won one trophy we've put ourselves forward to semi-finals finals time and time again and we know the importance of it so every year a cup comes round it's the same sort of pressure on you um, to deliver and we'll try and do our, uh, our utmost as we did in the last round to, to show that North Sound 1 Red Friday Yes, good evening. This is Red Friday. I'm joined in the studio by Dave McDermott and Andrew Shiny. Huge game tomorrow, Andrew, and one that could really make or break the season. It could indeed. Um, it would appear that nobody wants to get third place in the league. <laughs> the way uh, we're performing in the league, the way Motherwell are dropping points, uh, Livingston and Hibs prob- probably fancy their chances now, so it's uh, going to be a very interesting final 10 games of the season in that respect but a victory tomorrow in the Cup and another trip to Hamden uh, would certainly lift the spirits of everyone around Petaudry yeah. and you know it would finish off a, a very good week really uh, for the club because uh, last Friday the under-18s got through to the Youth Cup final beating Rangers uh, they'll play Kilmarnock in that final then on Monday the reserves beat Motherwell to get through to the Reserve Cup final, which will be played at Petaudry on the 17th of March, where they face Celtic. So uh, I'm quite sure the young boys have been sort of dropping little quiet reminders to the first team squad that they're in Cup finals. It's up to you boys now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, um, it is the kind of game where it, it's never easy against St Mirren at the best of times. Quarter final away from home, it's not going to be an easy game. No, we haven't scored down there in the two games we've played this season, losing the first one uh, way back at the beginning of the season and uh, drawing a goal of straw just a, a few weeks ago. As you say, St Mirren, they'll be in a high after winning the rearranged league game in midweek. The only good thing is that they played in midweek, whereas we've had a full week for a change to actually prepare for this one. But uh, there'll be 1,500 Aberdeen fans. That was their allocation. It's sold out. Uh, they'll be ready to enjoy themselves, particularly by the time 7.20 in the evening comes along. Um, so looking forward to it, but it's a, a huge, huge game. And we talk about season-defining matches, and I think tomorrow is one that uh, that would that would fit the bill. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to talk more about that in just a moment. Before that, though, let's uh, look back at last weekend's game. It was a difficult Petaudry league match against Ross County but Derek McInnes feels that things would have been different with 11 men on the pitch put it in context we win that game Saturday 11 men on the pitch uh, I've no doubts about that Dean going off at the time he did was the last thing we needed um, but it's not going to derail the performances the last six games five or six games have been better yeah uh, the, the sending off first of all Andrew I mean it is something that Dean Campbell is going to learn from and probably never do again yeah I mean they <laughs> He admitted he was silly to get himself into that position. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when you see it back again, uh, the referee quite clearly says to him to get away from the free kick. Uh, and it's just a natural reaction, I suppose, to, to lift your foot uh, to try and block the ball. He'd have been better advised just to turn his back on it. And then the referee wouldn't have been able, I think, uh, to, to show a yellow card. I thought the first yellow card actually was very harsh on Dean uh, because... Normally, uh, a challenge like that is yellow carded when it's your first foul of the game, when you're halting a dangerous attack. You couldn't really say that Danny Mullen was starting, or Josh Mullen rather, was starting a a dangerous attack when it was only 30 30 metres from the the Ross County goal. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I felt that that card was a bit harsh. Uh, the second one, yeah, it's it's part of the learning curve. But as as the manager said, it came at completely the wrong time for Aberdeen. They'd just taken the lead. They were starting to get on top of Ross County. Uh, Dean Campbell himself was playing very well. And uh, I think 11 v 11, Aberdeen would have gone on to win the game. But uh, when it went down to 10, it was like a, a fresh boost of energy to Ross County. Two excellent finishes from Billy Mackay. And... Uh, you know, it's it's one that you can't do anything at all about now. Uh, but looking back on it, the person who will have learnt most from that will have been Dean Campbell. Yeah, and the game, of course, came just a few days after that mammoth Scottish Cup tie. Now, I know there are arguments on both sides because we're talking about professional footballers. But when you're down to 10 men after playing a game like that, despite the fact that there were substitutions three at half time in that game, is, is, that a, is that a reason or an excuse or is it not something that, that they'll look too much to, to worry about? I think it's a factor, but I don't think it, it should be an excuse. Um, Aberdeen should still have too much for for county, even with 10. But the fact of the matter, it was a fairly energy-sapping game on Wednesday night. We'd played Celtic the previous Sunday, whereas county had their draw with St. Johnson the day before the Celtic game. Um, but it, it's just it's just typical football. You go from the, the absolute highs of the, the cup win down at Rugby Park and... As the manager said, I think if, if Dean hadn't got sent off, we were comfortable at that point. We were in charge of the game and I think we would have gone on and that would have kept the momentum going. But uh, it does seem to be a characteristic of this season that every time we get, we think we've got ourselves back on track, there's another obstacle put in our way and uh, that obstacle was very much Ross County on Saturday. Yeah, you talk about being a roller coaster ride sometimes, being a football fan, being a Dons fan, it's like being on the biggest roller coaster <laughs> at Alton Towers. It certainly has been this year isn't it I mean we, we all thought that um, you know the, the adrenaline rush that we got everybody got uh, from the Kilmarnock uh, when we'd see us through against Ross County uh, almost worked the, the other way uh, when we went down to the 10 men I think as, as much as being physically drained they were mentally drained as well uh, because that game at Rugby Park was so bizarre I think everybody was probably still replaying it over and over in their minds thinking how on earth did we ever get through that but uh, we can't afford to, to dwell on that this is a, another game uh, tomorrow in the Cup there's also pressure on St Mirren because their fans are going to expect them to get through this this Cup tie because they, they fought back um, from being a goal behind uh, or in the league game against Motherwell when it looked as though they could you know, be out. Of, Motherwell could have been out of sight by half time, but they showed resilience. They fought back. They, they had the the highs and lows of of their cup replay at uh, Motherwell. High of being four one up at half time. The low of having to go to extra time and penalties almost um, to to win it. Although winning it ultimately would have been a high for them. Uh, and you know, how do they handle it? 
emotionally um, and mentally. Uh, it's going to be a very, very interesting game tomorrow to see who has got their preparations right and who is actually ready to take on this this challenge because it is a massive game for both sides. Yeah, it's a huge game, Dave. And I think St Mirren, coming off of that win uh, midweek, which maybe caught a few people by surprise, um, like so, all of us be yeah, surprised I think so, <laughs> I think so. Predictions. <laughs> oh, well that's very true but then doesn't that happen with every prediction yes. um, but but you know it, it's a funny thing because obviously that was a great result from Adon's perspective but you're looking at this game now and you're thinking it's a bit of a boost from there for, for them psychologically as well yeah it is um, but conversely the last thing Aberdeen wants is for all that uh, hard work coupled with a bit of luck and just absolute never giving up, never say die attitude to count for nothing because that's exactly what it will count for if we lose out after getting through against Kilmarnock against the odds. So it's a very interesting one and Aberdeen certainly in recent times have had more experiences of games at the latter stage of comp- stages of competitions, which tomorrow is, uh, and is a, as everyone says, a great chance for both sides to get back to Hamden. Yeah, Andrew, we saw the the uh, reaction on Twitter throughout that game in the last round and, and how it was changing from you know one uh, extreme opinion to the other very, very quickly. If, the, if Aberdeen don't get the result on Saturday, what kind of pressure does that put on the team and the manager? Um, it's going to be a pressure, there's no, no question of it, because uh, a lot of fans... Uh, will be pinning all their hopes on the, the cup uh, to get some success. Uh, they'll look in third place in, in the table as not being success, uh, although the club will, will look at it as, you know, uh, getting into Europe again uh, and hopefully a run in Europe next season. Uh, I think there is a great desire amongst everyone at Petaudry to win the Scottish Cup once again. They showed that at Rugby Park. They've just got to go out there and show it once again. Man for man, Aberdeen are better than St Mirren. So it's going to come down to desire um, tomorrow. And if they get that right, then I've got no worries about the cup tie. Yeah. Uh, League-wise, obviously with last week's result and then the midweek result as well, we're in this weird position where we thought that it was a two-horse race for third for so long. Now you've got five points separating Hibs in sixth and Motherwell in third. It's... It's um, exciting from a league point of view, but from a Don's fans' perspective, maybe a little frustrating that we're in this position. It just shows the importance of going on a decent run, which Aberdeen this season have not done league-wise, but every other season we have. And uh, if we had, and it's the same for Motherwell, um, if they'd gone on a decent run after the, the winter break, they'd have been out of sight. Likewise, if we had. So it goes back, the, f- the fact that it's back neck and neck almost again. Livingston are still in the mix as well as Hibs. So it's just so important because we've got Hibs at home, we've got Motherwell away, we've got Livy away all before the, the split. So uh, huge, huge games coming up. Interesting as well, Andrew, because Motherwell don't really seem to draw many games, whereas the other teams in that cluster all sort of have drop points um, but rather than you know being beaten, it's it's been the draws, and and sometimes you know draw, draws are are okay, but the problem is lots of draws. You're not you're, you're losing a lot of points. Well, that's that's what's been our Achilles heel, I think, this season. You look at our record; we've drawn eight games. Uh, as you say, Motherwell have drawn three. Motherwell have lost a dozen games, but they're ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's this difference between the one point and the and the three points. Um, but uh, as Dave said, you know, we've got 
such important games Motherwell, Livingston, Hibs We've got Kilmarnock next up in the league on Wednesday night Who are sitting in 7th place Probably just too far away to, to be able to challenge for 3rd for place But certainly in a position to be trying to get themselves into the top 6 Now if Aberdeen were to go and win all these games mm-hmm. um, you know That would be a, a huge boost Ahead of going into the, the post-split fixtures When guess who we're going to be playing? We're going to play Celtic Rangers, Motherwell, Livingston, Hibernian and yeah. and somebody else. So um, it's it's vitally, vitally important that that we do go on to a, a run where maybe, you know, the odd draw here and there will be acceptable, but try and get away from these damaging defeats. Um, because every time you, you win one of the next 10 league games, you're going to be damaging the, the chances of those closest to you in the table. Yeah. Uh, we're going to look more from a Don's perspective uh, after the break. Before that, though, Dave, uh, just on St Mirren, what what are they going to do tomorrow to try and get the result from their perspective? I think they're probably going to come at us. They're the home side. They won't want it to go to a replay despite Aberdeen's poor recent record at Pataudry. The, they do play with the two up front just now, so they're getting the added goals recently, which they weren't getting earlier on in in the season. So I think it's and Late just, goals as and well. Late goals as well, yeah, which, which probably tells you something about their fitness. Uh, Jim Goodwin's a, a good manager um, and they, they defend well, as you'd expect, with a, a team that uh, with, with with Jim in charge. But no, I think I think they will try and come at us, which might help if they do. I don't think they'll they'll sit in even as much as they did in the league game, Andrew. No, I, I think um, you're right there. I mean, they they have started to score goals, and when you get a side scoring goals, uh, the confidence is growing throughout that side. Um, I do think there's still slight weaknesses at the back. Um, the guy, uh, Famewo, uh from Norwich, uh, who's on low in the centre-back there, and Conor McCarthy, they're both young players. Uh, this will be the biggest game probably in their careers, being yeah. a step away from Hamden. They might be... Uh, a little bit vulnerable at the back, particularly if Cosgrove and Maine can get at them. Uh, but I think if we can get the control of the middle of the park, uh, that's where the game's going to be won and lost. Do you think uh, we could see another high-scoring, <laughs> dramatic game at like the last round, or could we take it if it was? Um, well, I'm not sure about that latterly, <laughs> but uh, I don't... Nothing would suggest from previous meetings of no. these two sides that there's going to be a goal glut. Um, but... Only your prediction suggests well, yeah, that. Exactly. But we'll hear that later. <laughs> um, also, I think uh, the one good thing to come out, I think we've seen Curtis Main and Sam Cosgrove yeah. playing well together up front, so that'll be an interesting uh, team selection, what happens what happens up top. Um, but as, as Andrew alluded to, if the two of them, they can certainly rummel the young centre-back pairing up uh, for St Mirren, that could be quite decisive. Also, with Funso Ojo back, I think that is a, a huge boost for yep. Aberdeen. Absolutely. Well, we're going to hear from Joe Lewis uh, next. North Sound 1, Red Friday. With Red Wing. When safety is critical, they've got your PPE covered. <laughs> It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yes, this is North Sound 1's Red Friday. Aberdeen plays St Mirren in the Scottish Cup quarter-final tomorrow and goalkeeper Joe Lewis knows how much it would mean to the club to win a trophy. It's a great opportunity to, to get silverware at the club. The league and the, and, and the League Cup have come and gone for us and uh, this is the, the last opportunity to 
to win silverware uh, this season. So it's something that Aberdeen Football Club should be doing. Should be winning trophies. North Zone One Red Friday. Something that Aberdeen should be doing, winning trophies, and it is the kind of thing that you will remember forever as a Dons fan if you are there when Aberdeen lift the trophy. So it's there is a huge incentive, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, we, we saw uh, what happened last time. We, we won a trophy. Uh, 43,000 went to watch the game. Uh, but the better part of 100,000 turned out in the streets to, to welcome the, the team home. So it, it has a, a huge effect on... Not just the football club, the whole city, the whole of the northeast of Scotland, and we'd love to get back to uh, the the glory days of the eighties. I think that is that's been and gone. Uh, it's not going to happen uh, just because of the the financial disparity between uh, clubs in the, in the league now. But the Scottish Cup, if you win half a dozen games, you win the cup. Yeah. Um, in fact, you don't even have to win half a dozen. You only have to win five games and, and you win the cup. And any club is capable of doing it, as has been shown down the years. Uh, but as the manager repeatedly says, Aberdeen are one of the few clubs who genuinely go into a Scottish Cup campaign believing that they can win the trophy. Uh, and But for the form of Celtic in recent years, we would have won the, the, the trophy on more than one occasion. So... Uh, why not this year? Yeah, I, There's been so many things that have pointed you in that direction. Um, you know, beating Kilmarnock as we did in 1970. <laughs> let's celebrate... Here's the, the stats. Let, let's oh, celebrate the, the, the cup tie Mackay final again 50 years on. Absolutely. Well, the thing is, obviously, we're looking a step ahead there. But the first thing is getting to Hamden, getting to that semi-final. It's a huge opportunity uh, Saturday. Uh, it, it is, and uh, you know Aberdeen fans love a day out at Hamden, um, particularly if they then go. If it's a semi-final, you go on and win that game. Um, so it is. It's a huge opportunity, but we, we can't forget it's also a huge opportunity for St Mirren. So um, they'll be as desperate as well. Hopefully, not quite as desperate because. Uh, Andrew mentioned it's all about desire so hopefully the desire of Aberdeen will carry them through and they, and they did show it in the last round in, in bucket loads Yeah, uh, Looking ahead to tomorrow then Andrew who's your Don to watch? Uh, I'm going to go for Niall McGinn uh, recently got himself into the, the top 25 appearance makers mm-hmm. um, for Aberdeen more than 300 appearances for the Dons and you know he's Getting towards the end of his career now, there's no getting away from that, but he's still got that ability to just produce a piece of magic to turn a game. And if he can do that tomorrow, that could be the catalyst for Aberdeen reaching another hand and date. Dave? Uh, player I mentioned earlier, Funso Ojo. Um, I think when he's not on the side, but last f- few weeks we've noticed it big style when he does play he's back to his best now fully fit again after a, a, a sort of disappointing start through injury to his uh, Pitorji career and he just doesn't give anything away he breaks up play he holds the ball it just doesn't he, he finds a teammate 99 times out of 100 with a pass uh, which not the most glamorous part of the 
the side, but are very, very effective. And uh, I think uh, with Funso back, and I'm pretty sure he'll he'll start, uh, I think we're a stronger side. And I think in recent weeks we've seen him uh, get himself forward more and have a shot at goal, and he, he, and he, he does pack a dig. Yeah, when he does, has tried to shoot from range. The good thing is it's always been on target. Absolutely. Make, making the keeper work, which you can't say that's the same for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> not, not even from a few yards from goal sometimes as well. It does, does happen. <laughs> Uh, so then, I think it's time to look at this week's uh, predictor. So, how are the table, or how's the table looking? How are the results, Andrew? Well, you'll recall last week um, we were talking about you know a couple of us in double digits mm-hmm. and everybody scoring heaps and heaps of points. There were 108 points on offer last week. Between the six of us, we produced the grand total of nine. Wow, that is fantastic. <laughs> the three of us each got two. <laughs> wow. um, the Red Army plus uh, Alan and Dave Galloway from the Red Review post- podcast, they got one point each. So at least Dave Galloway's being He's consistent. Got- he consistent. <laughs> yeah, a point a week. And then the, the midweek game, which we'd held over the, the results from, surprise, surprise, none of us fancied St Mirren, so we didn't add to our tallies. So nope. uh, I'm on 115, Dave, you're on 111. Alan is on 105, Mike, you're on 98, Red Army, 89, and poor old Dave, 81. Well, if I can get two points, at least I'll hit that 100, so that's my aim. Uh, Representing the Red Army is former Don Josh Walker, and tonight we've got a game. It's Hibs, Inverness, Cali Thistle in the quarter-final, Andrew. Not an easy foregone conclusion for Hibs. No, but um, I think they're in form. Uh, They're scoring goals. Uh, Dodge, McNulty, uh, Boyle, all danger men. And Cali Thistle, I think they're they would they'd love to get through to the semi final, but the league is is their real focus this year. They want to finish in the playoff places and get themselves back into the top flight if at all possible. So I'm going to go for a comfortable three nil Hibs win. Dave, I think three one to Hibs. Although I do hope Cali win from a as long as Aberdeen get through, and then we we draw Cali in the in the last four, but. They'll be boosted by the with the news that James Keatings is going to be free for the Challenge so. Cup final. I, I was I, a ridiculous decision. Only the <laughs> SFA could make it such an absolute dog's breakfast before we got there. That was a polite way of putting it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for uh, two one to the home side. I do think they'll they'll, they'll get through. Josh, I think Hibs are um, an informed side at the moment. Um, they've, they've picked up over recent weeks. So, uh, and me staying in Edinburgh, that's a team I kind of kind of follow a bit so hopefully it'll be a 2-0 Hibs win OK uh, moving on then to the games on Saturday uh, well, let's do the prediction let's do the Stranraer Peterhead one anyway so Stranraer Peterhead Andrew 2-0 uh, to Peterhead yeah, yeah. Uh, ditto yeah I've uh, I've gone exactly the same I'm going to go with a 2-0 victory for Peterhead um, <laughs> no wonder we I'm all scored I'm not knowing too <laughs> much <laughs> about this league at the moment as it been something I've followed so all I can go off is previous experiences against Peterhead when I was at Edinburgh um, always a good side well managed so I'm going to go with a 2-0 victory for, for Peterhead yeah nice to see some variety amongst the scoring uh, Stenhouse Muir Cove Rangers Andrew uh, I think this will be a tough one uh, Cove Rangers um, lost there earlier on in the season I think they will get the revenge but it's going to be narrow 2-1 to Cove I've gone 3-0 to Cove I actually think they're going to score goals tomorrow I've gone 4-0 to the visitors I'm going to go with a again in a, in a way a victory and a 2-0 victory for, for Cove um, obviously being in the same league as Edinburgh and wanting Edinburgh to to try and pip Cove to, to the league title however I, I can't see it you know Cove have been really strong all season and I, I don't see any other than a, than a victory for them at the weekend so I'm going to go 2-0 Cove 
Next up, it's Hearts Rangers. Rangers off the back of that um, pretty impressive away win uh, in uh, in Europe, Andrew, and uh, getting through, uh, which is no mean feat. But they they've got a tough game because they're playing Hearts. Yeah. I say a tough game, and it is Hearts this season. Maybe it depends. <laughs> well, it, it does. On paper, I mean, it's a tough game. And on paper, it looks a very tough game for Rangers. But um, as you say, buoyed by getting through to the last sixteen of the Europa League, where they'll meet Bayer Leverkusen, and they. Uh, I think Rangers will take more chances. Uh, they've created a lot and missed a lot in Braga, but I think they will take them at Tyne Castle and they'll win 3-1. I think uh, Hearts having beaten Rangers uh, relatively recently with Rangers playing in midweek, I think Hearts, uh, the cup is a chance for them to actually get some semblance of success out of what has been a, an absolutely atrocious season. So I think Rangers will go through, but I think perhaps after a replay, so 2-2. Two, two. OK, I've got 2-0 to Rangers. I think that'll be a 1-0 win to Rangers. Um, I think it will be quite a tight game. However, I do think Rangers will, will pick up the three points just coming off the back of a, a brilliant win in midweek in, in the Europa League. OK, next up, the big one tomorrow is St Mirren against Aberdeen. Andrew? Uh... I do think Aberdeen will be too strong. I think, as I mentioned earlier, it's all about desire. If they match the desire of St Mirren, we've got better players. An early goal and a late goal with a fair bit of nerves in between. 2-0 Aberdeen. OK, Dave? Yeah, well, having said, I don't see where the goals are coming from. I've gone for <laughs> <Seven> <laughs> 3-1 Aberdeen victory. And, and again, that is heart ruling head. OK, I've gone 2-1 to Aberdeen. Again, I think it'll be a tight game, this one. Um, however... I'm going to back Aberdeen, obviously being one of my old clubs, team I still follow, follow. so um, I think um, we'll go with a 2-1, 2-1 win for, for Aberdeen. Uh, yeah, maybe not the best choice of phrasing there from Josh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, next up we've got uh, St Johnston Celtic and uh, that's the Sunday one and... Do we see anything, Dave, other than a Celtic win? No, um, Celtic have bossed St Johnson in every game they've played. They started off in the f- first game of the season with a 7-0 win, which is the record score for this season. I, even although um, last night was extremely disappointing, you can only see Celtic bouncing back, so I think it'll be 3-0 to them. Andrew? I think it'll be a little bit tighter, but I see Celtic being just too strong for Saints. 2-0 to Celtic. I've gone 3-0. I think they'll maybe get a couple of late goals after going ahead uh, early on. I'd love to say St Johnston, but uh, I can't say it. You know, I think Celtic are just really dominant um, year after year. And this season, they've been exactly the same. So, unfortunately, I'm going to go with a quite convincing 3-0 win for Celtic. There we are then. Those are the scorelines that will not happen <laughs> across the board because we proved that last week. Uh, just looking at those games, though, uh, Andrew, I mean, looking at the other the other cup ties, um, obviously tonight we've got that Hibs-Inverness uh, game. It would be great if Cali could pull off a shock, wouldn't it? I think it would be a shock, though. Um, Jack Ross has got uh, Hibs playing a decent brand of football. Uh, they seem to have got themselves better organised defensively and, as I say, attack-wise uh, from... Middle to front, they're as good as anybody really on their day. Uh, when you've got the likes of Scott Allen pulling the strings in midfield, you've got Daryl Horgan, uh, who to me is a, a very good player and yet can't always get into that Hibs side. You've got the pace of Martin Boyle, you've got Dodge and McNulty, two different types of goal scorers, but both finding the back of the net regularly. Uh, it's a tall order for uh, Inverness. They've done well uh, in terms of 
getting themselves back onto some form of uh, equilibrium in in the league because it did look for a wee spell as though they were drifting away, but they're they're back into second place in the, the championship. I I really do think that if if you said to John Robertson, look, you can get through to the the, court, the semi-final of the cup, but you're going to finish fifth, say, in the, the championship. Or vice, or you go out of the cup and you you finish second and you get into the playoff final. He would take the playoff final yeah, straight yeah. away. Oh, absolutely! I would I would tend to agree with that. Uh, also, then we've got the Hearts Rangers one, Dave, uh, tomorrow, and and Rangers obviously with that draw, Bayer Leverkusen, which I think is a is a tall order for for Perhaps any team. A I think. step too far, um, Leverkusen, but who knows? I mean, Rangers, who gave them a. A prayer after the first half mm. at, uh, at Ibrox last week, although um, I thought Braga were the architects of their own downfall. They, they were a bit like Celtic last well, night. They, yeah, they, defensively they were very shoddy. Kept giving the ball away and gave Rangers chance after chance, which uh, they were struggling to take until Ryan Kent scored. But what was an excellent, uh, excellent goal! I thought the Braga goalkeeper was their their best best player, to be mm-hmm. perfectly honest. But uh, no, fair play to Rangers getting through. Um, just wonder after European games in midweek, there is always the chance of a bit of a European hangover. Yeah, it's partic- been a hangover all season, all year yeah, so far. So for them that, talking about bad runs. That's you know? why I think you know Hearts. Um, they've got. Absolutely, absolutely nothing to lose. Uh, Daniel Stendhal still finding his feet. There's still all sorts of rumours about the dressing room at Tynecastle, but it is an opportunity for them to to get to Hamden, mm-hmm. and that may sort of cloud the fact that there's real problems there because I still think they're in huge danger. And the more you know, St Mirren result midweek, that St Mirren good number of points ahead of Hearts now so yeah. um, all of a sudden it's looking at best for Hearts that perhaps a playoff which you wouldn't fancy their chances not really but, um, you know it's which Hearts is going to turn up Yeah. I mean they, they can look back and say well we drew with Rangers and then we beat Rangers in league games but you just don't know they're, they're all over the shop at times Having said that, you know, Rangers have been all over mm-hmm. the shop defensively. You saw them against St Johnston last week. Terrible. Katic uh, was, you know, a, a comedy figure. Probably in, in one the, of the def- worst defensive performances yeah, I've seen ab- in a while. Ab- absolutely. Um, Edmondson was, was decent um, against Braga. Uh, but, you know, Braga could have scored an opening 20 seconds of that game mm-hmm. uh, when Edmondson slipped and fell in the box. And I think it was Ryan Jack had given the ball away, but they didn't profit and ultimately they, they lost the game. So it's... It's who handles their nerves almost yeah. as, as much as anything. But um, you just you couldn't put any money in hearts on any given occasion because yeah. you just don't know what you're going to get from them. No, absolutely not. Well, we're going to talk about the last remaining Scottish Cup quarterfinal game as well as that. There's a big game for Cove this weekend and more on the Dons. That's all next. North Sound 1, Red Friday. With Red Wing, when safety is critical, they've got your PPE covered. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Welcome back to North Sound 1's Red Friday, Aberdeen Place, St Mirren in the Scottish Cup quarterfinal tomorrow. And boss Derek McInnes is happy to have more players at his disposal. Bryson and Ojo are back. They've been back training this week. So Ojo completed the full session today. No problem. The stitches have come out now and he's functioning uh, as he, you'd expect. And Bryson's trained the last couple of days as well. 
North Zone 1, Red Friday. From a fan's perspective, Andrew, that's the kind of uh, injury news that you want to hear that uh, Bryson and Ojo are, are going to be fitting well. Yeah, well, we've, we've seen Ojo uh, improve steadily as the season's gone on. Uh, and as Dave mentioned, you know, we've missed him in the couple of games that he missed out after picking up that injury against Celtic. Craig Bryson, obviously, we haven't seen the best of. And if we can, we've said it so many times, if we can get a fit Craig Bryson uh, functioning uh, properly, then that's a, a big boost for Aberdeen. And just what you need going into this this final furlong of the season, because as we've, we've mentioned so many times, you know, the next... 10 league games are very, very important and the, the cup ties are important as well. And having these players available for the, the midfield battle tomorrow, which I think is where the game could be won and lost, you're looking at the, the St Mirren midfield, Sam Foley, who's been an excellent signing from Northampton, the youngster Cammy McPherson, Jamie McGrath, a bit of an unknown quantity coming from Ireland, and Ilke Durmus, who got the winner against Motherwell uh, and got the winner against us in the, the early... Uh, league game Dave I mean he looks a dangerous player a little bit inconsistent yeah. because he, he is really a winger he um, is. but yep. um, but capable on his day of, of causing you problems yeah like most wingers um, they do tend to blow hot and cold but uh, when he is hot he's a very impressive player so he's one that we'll certainly need to keep an eye on yeah, absolutely. Uh, the one last one that we haven't talked a bit more in depth about is, of course, Sunday St. Johnston Celtic. I mean, I say talk in depth. There's not an awful lot to say when it comes to Celtic in the league, Andrew. No, there isn't. I mean, they're you know sweeping everything away in front of them. 12 points clear at the top of the table, 10 games to go. They can only lose it, and I just cannot see that happening. Uh, they did miss Ryan Christie's influence, certainly, against Copenhagen uh, last night. And I think they'll... I mean, they've, they've gone to Perth on numerous occasions where St Johnston have been in decent form and they've absolutely blown them away. Uh, you know, they've won fours, five, sixes uh, at, at uh, McDermott Park. I don't think it'll be as, as easy for them as that. Uh, I think St Johnston will be buoyed by that point they picked up from, from Rangers. They will have a go. Stevie May appears to have his mojo back a wee bit. Uh, Callum Henry getting games and getting goals. Uh, and... Tommy Wright will be saying to his team, go and have a go at that Celtic defence. You know, that's what cost them the Europa tie, was their defence. Uh, their attack is still functioning as as well, uh, but if you keep on shipping goals as badly as they did uh, on Thursday night, um, you know, anything's possible, but they've got this fantastic cup record. They're almost approaching now about 40 cup ties in a row <laughs> that they've won. And you just can't see that run coming to an end on Sunday, I'm afraid. No, you can't. I mean, from a St Johnston perspective, Dave, I mean, attacking, it did seem to pay off for Copenhagen. The problem is you've got to have a, as good a defence as Copenhagen had when you play them. Yeah, and St Johnston, as we've, we've both mentioned, Celtic just do seem to have the sign over them. <laughs> um, it would be great if St Johnston were able to get a, the first goal, which they've, they've not done for, a goodness knows how long, against Celtic. Um, and it would be... Interesting to see how Celtic would respond to that. But, uh, you know, Stevie May is back in form, delighted for, for Stevie. It didn't happen for him for whatever reason at Aberdeen. Uh, and he's one that uh, Tommy Wright will be looking to to hopefully make make a difference as he did against Rangers last week. Yeah, there are some players, Andrew, that just suit a certain club. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, uh, 
uh, we were all excited when Stevie May came we, we saw him score these two goals against Dundee very early on in his Petardi career but as Dave said for whatever reason it didn't work it wasn't for lack of trying um, he worked his socks off every time he played uh, in a red shirt be that at Celtic Park or be it I think it was probably his last appearance uh, for Aberdeen was an Aberdeenshire shield or cup tie up at Devon Vale and he he really did work hard there but it just didn't happen for him at Aberdeen he goes back to a club a ground where he's comfortable and the goals start coming in again um, it's it's bizarre yeah no it's, it's certainly we've seen it before with players uh, so let's look at uh, Cove Rangers then um, Dave because League 2 game they visit Stenhouse Muir they keep on winning right now. They are on the road, though, where they have had a few issues over the course of the season. Yeah, they're, obviously their record at Balmoral is, say, uh, 100%, and uh, the big task is to keep that going for the rest of the season. They're down at Stenhouse Muir, who have uh, beaten them earlier in the season, but uh, I think they've got that wee bit of daylight between themselves and Edinburgh City now, and uh, they've also got uh, a really, really good squad for, for League Two and... I think they'll they'll come away with the points, get the revenge as they have done, uh, as they did against Annan after losing in yeah. the early early uh, the first game of the season. So, um, I, well, I've gone for a three 0 So obviously, as far <laughs> yeah. as I'm concerned, really reasonably comfortable. Yeah, Andrew, yeah. It is, it, it's away from home has been their problem this season. But you, you feel yeah. now that they maybe got to the stage where they're going to keep winning. Well, I think they will do because uh, they're they're now sitting eight points clear of Edinburgh City and Edinburgh tomorrow are away to Cowdenbeath who are third mm. in the table, albeit game, yeah. they're, they're 15 points adrift. Um, and, you know, Edinburgh, they drew with Brechin last week at mm. home. Now, Brechin sitting bottom of the table, you would strongly fancy Edinburgh to get the, the result there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just listening to Josh Walker when he was doing his predictions there, you almost got the impression that Edinburgh have accepted the fact that they're not going to win the title. They're yeah. in a strong position, obviously, for the playoffs. It would take a cataclysmic collapse in their behalf not to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but if they're accepting the fact that Cover are away with the title... Um, you know, they could struggle at Cowden Beath tomorrow and that opens the chances for Cove to uh, create a double-digit uh, gap at the top of the table. Uh, I know there's no talk of, of winning the title or even of getting into the playoffs at uh, Balmoral Stadium, but a win for them tomorrow and anything other than a win for Edinburgh and you would have to think that Cove are very, very strong favourites to lift the 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 spoils at the end of the season, which would be a fantastic achievement for for a club that has shown their ambition throughout. The thing is, that game where in those horrendous conditions where the game nearly didn't finish, when Cove came from behind to get that 2-1 win, psychologically, it's no wonder Edinburgh have struggled slightly since then. Yeah, it was a big blow for them. That was, that was their, not last chance, but it was a great chance for them to set a marker and uh, really put the pressure on uh, Paul Hartley's team, but uh, they weren't able to, to manage that. And uh, since then, their form has has probably shown how much damage that, that result did and uh, Cowdenbeath will, will not be easy for Edinburgh City. No, and I, I think as well, you know, I, I saw Mitch Meganson saying he's he's got a battle now to be top scorer with Jamie Masson because Jamie keeps on producing goals. Uh, 
and that can only be good for Cove because then you've got three guys because Rory McAllister scores goals Mitch Meganson is desperate for goals and Jamie Masson's scoring goals and uh, the, the three of them together uh, if they all click somebody's going to get an absolute doing one of these days Yeah, yeah I, could, I could see that well I've gone 4-0 Cove tomorrow oh, so, so it's mm-hmm. going to be yeah, could be tomorrow Yeah, absolutely <laughs> uh, Okay, Highland League games Andrew what are we looking for tomorrow? Well, Highland League um, massive result for Brora winning at Fraserburgh last week they are now 11 points clear at the top of the table they've got seven games to go uh, I can, can't see anybody catching them they're at home to Fermartin tomorrow Fermartin uh, they've blown a wee bit hot and cold this season but always provide a challenge on the day Bucky Thistle against Inverurie Locos uh, should be a, an entertaining tussle that one uh, with both sides with thoughts of certainly finishing second in the table uh, Forest Mechanics take on Fraserburgh and that's one that Fraserburgh have to win if they're to have any outside chance of lifting the title Fort William give up ground rights uh, to play uh, Huntley the games at Christie Park because Claggan Park understandably is probably still under about two feet of water and the final fixture there's only a five game card tomorrow it's Quick Academy against Raspey Thistle OK, juniors, Steve? Yeah, it's a full mcbookie.com Super League um, card tomorrow it's top against bottom just down the road at Spain Park Bank City taking on Maud out at Bankery Bridgedon Thistle are the visitors Cooter against Devonside at Crombie Park Hermes go to Dice in what should be an entertaining game Horus United versus Colony Park the Montrose Rose Lee against East End game has been switched to Broomfield Park and Ellen United travel to Nairn St Ninian in the first division Aberdeen University against Fraserburgh United leaders Sunnybank are away to Dufftown alongside Bucky Rovers and Stonewood Parkvale against Buckinghaven Hearts. Division 2, Isle of Ale against Newmarket United. Spave Valley United versus Leaders Forest Thistle and New Elgin travel to Whitehills. Couple of cup games in the Domino's Pizza uh, North Regional Cup second round. Stonehaven travel to Burghead Thistle and in the Group 1 of the Morrison Cup it's Cruden Bay against Glentanner and all the games and there may be a few that go by the wayside between now and tomorrow afternoon they all kick off at 2 o'clock. Uh, back to the Dons then, just before we finish up this evening. And of course, not just the Cup tomorrow, but it's the start of a week of three big, big games for the Dons. And it is going to be very much a squad game over the next week or so, Andrew, isn't it? Yeah, well, uh, I'm just looking at the, the midweek fixtures, which uh, look very interesting. Hibs against Hearts on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. This is, of course, assuming that Hearts and Rangers don't draw in the Cup uh, tomorrow because uh, that replay would be played on... Wednesday night right. um, but if there is a decision made at, at Tynecastle tomorrow it'll be Hibs against Hearts on Tuesday Rangers against Hamilton Hamilton desperate for points uh, they'll make it difficult for uh, Rangers Livingston against Celtic mm-hmm. you know we said earlier you know the sides in and around Aberdeen are going to be taking points off each Livingston other Livingston have done well in the past against Celtic as well you well know. Ryan Christie won't get himself sent off this time right? I don't think sure. so I don't think so and I think Celtic will be hell bent on getting revenge because that's their only away defeat this season St Mirren St Johnston who would like to pick a winner there? We're down at Rugby Park once again. That will not finish 4-3 to Aberdeen. I'm confident in saying <laughs> that. Um, certainly not after 130 minutes. Given our um, predictors this season, I'm not sure I'd <laughs> believe that. And Motherwell against Ross County. Now you would think, you know, um, that's a home win for Motherwell, but Motherwell have been poor at home this season. Seven defeats in 14 games. One of those defeats was to Ross County earlier on in the season. So, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of football to be played over the next seven days, mm. seven, eight days. Um, and then 
it's Hibs at Petordi, isn't it, next Saturday? Next Saturday afternoon. Um, yeah, it is. And, and then you've got the Friday I, night fixture this week after that as well. So that's right. So, you know, it's it's a busy, busy spell. Having come out of an extremely busy February, so um, all to play for. And that's what you want. You, you don't want everything to be cut and dried. I think it, the league title is all but one. Mm-hmm. Second place is assured for Rangers. But below that, you've got so many teams chasing for third place third and fourth may be good enough to get you into Europe and down at the bottom end well it's going to be dog eat dog isn't it oh, absolutely how about this uh, 7.20 Saturday night kickoff uh, tomorrow then Dave is that does that suit your social plans um, it means I won't <laughs> be able to go disco dancing until a bit later on a little bit later than normal yeah. so uh, well, you're not going clubbing in Paisley because the gaffer has said it's a wild place on a Saturday night oh, Club, really? clubbing in Paisley has a different meaning I can tell you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I think in Interesting. I mean, Dave Cormack, Aberdeen chairman, has advocated Saturday night football. Mm-hmm. Uh, why not? Why not give it a go? See if it's successful. Brilliant. Repeat it. If it's not, then you can't say we've tried something a wee bit different. But yeah, uh, yeah it's a, a later start, but it's also much later finish. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it is, of course, a 7.20 kickoff tomorrow. Don't forget, you'll hear the Red Review podcast as well. You'll get that from Monday with Alan Davidson, Dave Galloway, and quite probably Josh Walker, I would imagine, as he was our uh, predictor for the Red Army this evening. But yeah, don't forget, it is the Dons in action. Scottish Cup quarterfinal action tomorrow. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday.